Hey, what's up? Hello. Welcome to Sounds Fake But Okay, a podcast where an arrow ace girl, I'm Sarah, that's me. And a demisexual girl, that's me, Kayla. Talk about all things to do with love, relationships, sexuality, and pretty much anything else we just don't understand. On today's episode, Mind Games While Dating. Sounds fake, but okay. okay. Welcome back to the pod. Ice of ice and n is mm-hmm. uh, it ends really horribly. Actually, I don't think I've ever read it. Ah, uh, there's a there's a there's some dying, some killing. What's the Pretty one rough. where they all live on the island? That one is um. Um, the flies. Lord of the Flies. Yes. I don't know why you said the island and I was like, yeah, we have always lived in the castle. Very different book. <laughs> I don't know that one either. Anyway, we're just talking about books that American high schoolers read. Welcome um, to our new book <laughs> podcast. Welcome to our bookcast where we only talk about books that American high schoolers read and which ones we did and did not read. Yes. Uh, wow. Kayla, what are we talking about this week? I actually, uh, wait, no. Do we have, do we have housekeeping? (laughs) I don't think so. Our scholarship is going to be up for like one more week, basically. Mm -hmm. Oh, also, are we taking next week off? Oh, fuck if I know. Oh my God. We are taking next week off. (laughs) The the schedule just says no exclamation point. (laughs) Well, there you go. So we will not be here next week because mm-hmm. it's thanksgiving and we are it's traveling thanksgiving, and i cannot emphasize enough how much i need a fucking break <laughs> um not not from this pod <laughs> specifically just in general ju- but like in general yeah. i kind of um rolling down a hill like really really fast yeah. and i kind of want to like uh not break my head and die um that's fair kayla i'm gonna return to my previous question what are we talking about this week because i actually don't know um and i've already forgotten from when you said it at the beginning yeah no kayla texted me she told me that this is what we're talking about this week and i was like cool and now but i was busy rolling down a hill at work and um And so I was just like, okay. And then I got home, and then I did not check again. And then we started recording, and I was like, don't even tell me what it is. I don't want to know. Um, and then she said it at the beginning, and I already forgot it. Please hold. I have to yell at my cat. I don't know where we left off, so hey. Uh, this episode, you asked me, what are we talking about? We are talking about uh kind of like playing the game playing the dating game playing the mind games of dating and all the weird shit people do whilst dating Mm-hmm. okay take a deep breath sarah and stop thinking about your anger at the usps this isn't the time it's not the time sarah um i have to close this please please just okay thank you it said that it was it couldn't be delivered tomorrow. It they unsuccessfully delivered it tomorrow. So Oh. <laughs> um anyway. It's very perceptive of them. <laughs> anyway, I'll leave that one in. Um <laughs> I I wasn't listening to you. I I'm sorry. I was thinking about my anger. Okay, are you ready now? My anger. <laughs> yes, I'm ready. Very good. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. We're talking this week about playing the game of dating, right. playing the mind games, doing the doing the games. Let's, let's play a love game if you want love, if you want fame. Think, yeah, thank you. Yep, You're thanks. Wrong. That's what Stephanie says, at least. Sure. Uh, I thought of this one, this idea for an episode, because I have uh, people in my life who are actively dating, and I have- to be them. And this is what I'm saying, because I hear about these things that they do while trying to date, and I'm like, God, I'm glad that's not me. Because I have Mm. not been dating for a while. Three years now? I don't know. Well, technically, you're still dating. Yes. But you're dating. (laughs) Not like. (laughs) Yes. You know what I mean. 
I know what you mean. Um, and even when I was dating, I don't know that I was the type of person to do a lot of this stuff. Um, mm-hmm. so this is very wild to me, but I recently had a friend. I'm just going to talk about him. Hope he doesn't care. <laughs> um, I'm not saying anything. He'll be fine. Um, but he was, he was talking about trying to see this girl and they had been trying for a long time to like find the time they could like see each other because they're both super busy and she mm-hmm. had blown him off a couple times. Um, and so she finally was like, okay, like, I'm not super busy anymore. Like, when do you want to hang out? And he was, to be fair, is like a very busy person, has a lot going on at the moment. But mm-hmm. specifically was like, I don't want to just say to her, oh, I'm free whenever, because then I sound like a boring mm-hmm. person who has no life. So I'm going to tell You're her, also, like, you sound like easy in like a yes dating way (laughs) yes and so he was like i'm gonna give her these very specific dates and be like i can only do like this weekend or this day blah 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 which Mm -hmm. to be fair those were the only dates he could do but we were talking to him about it and he's being he was being like well stingy yeah he was like i don't want to come off this way and so he was being like very specific in his wording and like of that kind of thing and it just made me think about this whole mindset when it comes to dating because Mm -hmm. it's just so much and it goes i think it goes from like very small things to like all the way to behaviors that i think are like manipulative and like borderline like emotionally abusive so it's like it's a very wide it gets wild out there folks yeah and i think for a long time as um oh i'm sorry the boy screen the boy are you and the boy on good terms now? <laughs> My eye was only swollen for like a day. Sarah's eye. Sarah, the cat, Sarah's roommate, that is a cat, <laughs> yeah. uh, did basically punch her in the eye. Oh, it wasn't a punch. It was a claws out swipe. Yeah. And teeth out bite at the same time. Like, I was bleeding <laughs> from my face. Rough times with Bogey. Um, if he had, if he had been half a centimeter closer to my mm-hmm. eye, he might have fucking got, blinded me. And that's like not it. an exaggeration. No, it, like I've seen the pictures. There's like a <laughs> like a hole in Sarah's like under eye. He very he, close to the ball. He certainly would have at least sliced my contact at the very least. Uh, yes. Anyway, it's a shame because contacts are expensive. <laughs> Well, I have daily contacts. It doesn't fucking matter. Um, anyway. Um, I, I, what was I saying? I don't know. I don't even uh, know. Oh, for the first time since becoming like a real adult, I have found myself around people who are actively dating recently. Mm. Um, and it's been weird because like the last time I had that experience, I was in college and dating as a real adult is different but also the same, but also very different. Seems and harder. It seems harder and it seems horrible. And like mm-hmm. every time someone around me talks about dating, I'm just like, wow. Fuck. <laughs> Fuck that it's shit. It's a lot. Because here's the thing. is like, I guess to back up, if someone like has no concept of what we're talking about, of like mm-hmm. playing the game of dating. Uh, I'm one of those people because I... I think part of the reason I could never remember the topic of this podcast is because I still don't understand what it is. <laughs> okay. So I can, I'll run you through some of the common ones and I think mm-hmm. you'll understand from them. So your classic is playing hard to get. Right. Of like, I do like this person, but I'm going to purposely like not talk to them very often or seem uninterested to make them mm-hmm. want me more. So mm-hmm. that's like your classic to give you a, baseline that can backfire (laughs) yes uh so to me then there's a bunch of other ones we'll go back Mm -hmm. but oh another one that's like is what i mentioned i feel like there's a whole like spectrum of like very mild stuff to like very fucked up stuff everything is a spectrum dear listener including uh sexuality gender romantic orientation orientation of any other sort and also game playing yes um so a minor thing that I feel like 
almost everyone does, even outside of dating context, is delaying your responses to texts to Mm, seem like you're not desperate. Like, I'm going to wait so many minutes so I don't text this person back right away and seem weird. So that's Um, something that I would never be able to achieve because I either answer you immediately or I forget. Yes. Um, So I, I would not be able to play that game. Yes, but that's like your very simple stuff. Then we go all mm-hmm. the way to the point of like making people jealous on purpose. Mm. Um, love bombing is something that like what? I think can get borderline like very manipulative of like. What does that the mean? Be- so it's like at the beginning of a new relationship, you like are showering this person with like a ton of affection and a ton of like love and stuff. Um, so that they immediately at the very beginning are like, oh my God, this person is like super into me. And then, but the person never had interest in like being committed to you. So they might do it like. Why would you do that? To be toxic? Well, I mean, I think, I don't know. I guess like, if I, you're. I get if you're like a really like, like a very touchy person and like I can understand how that might kind of happen accidentally where like someone interprets certain behaviors as more than what they are when in reality you're just like a very tactile person but like intentionally being I don't get that well I I can see it like I can see it being someone who has no interest in a committed relationship Mm -hmm. And just, like, kind of moves from infatuation to infatuation. Mm -hmm. And the signals they're giving by being, like, super lovey and whatever, the other person in the situation might be like, oh, obviously they're super into me. They want to commit when Mm -hmm. this person just does this to everyone. It could be a thing of, like, I just want to get in this person's pants, and in order to do so, I have to, like... This is what I have to do. Yeah. yeah. Well, why don't you just find someone else who won't commit and then commit to each other in like mm-hmm. a, a rom-commy way <laughs> just for fun. love bombing for you let's play a love bomb it sounds i toxic. mean at its worst i think love bombing could be like in the cycle of abusive relationships mm-hmm. like emotionally it often goes from like it's a very cyclical thing so like you you get in a fight or you do something terrible and then you turn around and you shower the person with gifts mm-hmm. or you love bomb them. And so then the person is like, oh, well, this relationship isn't so bad. Like, they obviously, they love me very much. And then mm-hmm. it slowly goes back around the circle. Yeah. So at its worst. Right. That is kind of what it is. At its best, it's just confusing. Yes. And then you have things like, Gaslighting, breadcrumbing, like ah! threatening. Oh, sorry. <laughs> what is happening? I'm sorry. You're not. You're not gonna like this. Just. I bet just not. Keep talking. What's hap? No, but now I need to know. Emily, not my sister, my my work friend who I don't work with anymore, <laughs> sent me a text that just says, Jimin on La Brea. Oh my <laughs> god. It's a picture that Hobie posted on Weverse of Jimin and it's on La Brea today. <laughs> I'm so, so over you. So, so I yelled into my mic. But it's too late. It doesn't matter if he was on La Brea. I know, it's just like, I know where La Brea is. Yeah, but it's too late. He's not last, there anymore. Last night when I was at my work drinks, I was like, well, why haven't I seen BTS at this, at at my work drinks at a gay bar in WeHo on a Wednesday night? <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> definitely. What if Yoongi walks into my place of work and asks for a piece of gum? Uh-huh. Anyway, Bogey, stop eating my plant. Okay. Um, I would like to take this time to apologize to our listeners. Um, and me? No, just to our listeners. Um, because uh, this is what happens when we podcast. Th- this has happened several weeks in a row now. This is what happens when we podcast at fucking 8.30 p.m. on a Thursday. Is my 
I, there's no controlling my brain. What the fuck were we talking about? I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm so over you. We were talking so about. So am I, Kayla. So am I. Good. We were talking about love bombing. And then I was listing some other games that people play. Let's see. We have breadcrumbing. He's on the internet. Oh, Let's see. Leaving little breadcrumbs and then killing Basic- them in a in a log cabin. I mean, it kind of seems that way. Like it's like you're sending messages to people, but you never like actually make real plans. Or you're like, oh yeah, we'll definitely hang out, and then you like cancel the plans just so like you're kind of stringing the person along. Hmm. Um, what the fuck do you get out of that? The upper hand feeling of supremacy? Well, because then you have someone on the back burner. So, like, if you're trying... I I don't know. This is my assumption. If you're trying to go after, like, a main person, but you want another person to, like, fall back on, mm-hmm. then you want to, like, keep them... You want to tag them along, keep them interested, so that if your main person you're interested in rejects you you still have something to, like, fall back on. I hate that shit. Let's see. Oh, this article from, I don't I think it's some relationship expert person, has reasons what? for playing what? mind games. Here's a question. Sorry. Quick question before you go into that. What a relationship expert makes? I don't know. Uh, I don't either. Does Yoda know? Brie Schmidt is a relationship educator and writer. I don't know. Brie Schmidt is a type of cheese. No, it's a it's Well, I guess I don't know the gender. Tell me Um, what the cheese said. Brie, I'm sure you're great. Brie is a certified (laughs) life coach and cognitive behavioral therapy practitioner. Hmm. So Brie actually uh, is licensed. Brie seems like a legit cheese. And probably does like couples counseling or something. So honestly, she has a podcast. Is it ours? Is mm. she one of us? Is she inhabiting? Is she is she inhabiting one of our bodies? Imagine. Is she like animating? It's called us? relation re- relationship reminders. What if it's terrible and I'm just shouting out like a homophobic? Anyway, then then what I said about the cheese stands. Okay. Anyway, reasons for playing mind games, according to Bree Schmidt, relationship expert. One reason is fear of rejection. If someone is afraid of being rejected, they may use mind games to keep themselves protected and in control. See, this so I think is a big them first. Yeah. Yes, and this is a big yeah. thing. I think is the control of it because mm-hmm. in dating, like you want to be the one in control. Like you want to be the one that, like, if there is a rejection, you want to be the one that's doing it. If feelings are hurt, you don't want your feelings to be the ones that are hurt. Like. Always the dumper, never the dumpy. Yes. Well, because that's the hard thing about dating, I think, is it is, like, a very vulnerable thing and also, like, very vague and confusing. Mm -hmm. And I think that's probably a big reason why people do this kind of stuff is because it puts Mm -hmm. some sort of structure in place and it, like, gives you... It makes them feel like they're in control. Yes. Yeah. So... Yeah, if they are rejected, they can use the mind gaze games as an emotional buffer. Um, now, if if I were if I dated, I would always be the dumpy and never the dumper because you're non-confrontational. <laughs> but that's just a that's just a me problem. Yeah. Yes. Or or I would be like, I think I want to break up with this person, and then I would just get so passive aggressive that they would break oh up God. with me. This is why I've said. Many times in the past, that you would be a, you'd be so bad at dating, and I'm so I glad you don't. Because it'd be so best, messy. The best, most healthy dater that so ever bad. was. You would have uh, so many enemies. Incredible communicator. I don't have enemies. That's part and of the, the hard, problem. The hard thing about it is too is that like I would have to take your side as like your friend. <laughs> and be like, no, yeah, you were like totally right for fucking them over. Meanwhile, internally, I would be like, she's a bitch and bad at dating. But I would like have to stand by you as your friend. I I would appreciate if you were honest. 
Yeah, but you know what I mean. I mean, don't tell me that I'm a bitch and I'm bad at date. I mean, this is all hypothetical. (laughs) I've already told you that you would be bad at dating, so we're already halfway there. But I'm just saying, if... Okay. If, you know, if I just passive-aggressived my way into someone else breaking up with me, I don't think I would feel very good about what I'd done either. (laughs) Yeah, probably not. I don't know that I would need you to say that I'm a bitch and bad at dating. Anyway, here's a here's a big reason that I think people do stuff like this mm-hmm. is it's to make you look and feel more powerful, and so then mm-hmm. you therefore appear more valuable to others. So this is like what I was mm-hmm. saying at the beginning of my friend being like, I want to like appear busy because then I look more valuable as a person because I am scarce. Like those are the types of like mm-hmm. games that I'm mostly talking about. This like crazy uh, stuff with like love bombing. Yeah. Oh, I was just, when you, 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 it made sense that you were like, they're making themselves scarce, but I was like, they're making it seem like they work a lot and they make a lot of money. <laughs> I mean, that's where that's, my brain went. Well, I think that's also a thing of like, Capitalism. oh, I'm super busy with work. Oh, my weekends are full because I'm doing all this stuff with friends. So it's like, oh, wow, they have this great career and mm-hmm. they have a ton of friends. Like, ooh, They're how so interesting. so desirable. He makes 10000 a year. Oh, my God. <laughs> he has, what is it? What was it called? Pemberley? Yeah, but what was it called? Like, was it like he made, he has 10000 a year? There's like a way they said it. Uh, he he something he th- see something's ten thousand pounds a year. I, know. I just fucking switched to a different accent. <laughs> okay, that's enough. <laughs> the fuck am I doing? I'm sorry to anyone who's listening who's like Sarah. This is the worst accent I've ever heard. You sound so offensive. I I'm sorry. There's nothing I can do about it, and I just switched again. So moving on. This has been a really painful episode so far. <laughs> I'm sorry. L- look, this is I. This is why I need a break. <laughs> Listen, we're doing our best. I'm gonna cry into my soup. Into your soup? Yeah, I don't even really like soup that much, so... Extra water for the soup. Anyway. Okay. (laughs) To me, when I think about, like, playing games while dating, I don't often go toward, like, think about the very manipulative things, like love bombing or, like, gaslighting someone or something like that. Because that's just manipulation. (laughs) Because that's just, like, really fucked up. But I feel like the things that, like, everyone does while they date, because, like, even I, I don't think I would, like, went very far into this, but, like, delaying text messages or, like, being very specific with the wording I was using and, like, overanalyzing texts and stuff. Like, I think a lot of people Mm -hmm. do that while dating. Like, I have definitely helped people craft text messages. Screenshotting texts and sending them to your friends and being like, help me. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. Like, that, I think, is... Is that a game, though? On a low level, I think it is. To me, because here's the thing, is I was... I was talking to my sisters we, I, while I was like, ta- I was texting a friend about his dating situation and I was at my sister's bachelorette weekend mm-hmm. and I was like complaining about like, I don't know why he's like doing this. He should just be like a genuine part. Like, this is so weird to me. And yeah. my sister's best friend was like, who's like such a cool person. She's like polyamorous and queer and has all these tattoos. I'm like in love with her. Oh um, yeah, but, she's the one other queer person who was at this gathering. Uh, yes, <laughs> she was, <laughs> and she also, yeah, it it was a whole thing because I felt like kind of out of place because there's all these like older women that were like getting married and talking about children, and then it was just like when me you and my say sister's older, friend. you mean in their late older twenties? Yes, like a couple <laughs> years older than me. I just mean older than me. Um, okay. but it was very funny because it was me. And my sister's best friend, who were just, like, mm-hmm. in the corner, kind of like, yeah, <laughs> for sure. Um, but what she was saying, because she's had, like, I think, trouble dating in the past and just, like, kind of was over it. But mm-hmm. she was saying, when I finally realized that dating is just a fun way to meet new people and mm-hmm. not, like, I am dating to marriage and make, yeah. a, like, this very heavy lifelong commitment, she was like, mm-hmm. it got way more fun. 
And that's what I think the real problem is, is people are like, they see it. I saw this, I forget which article, because I was looking at a couple articles. Um, But there was an article about, you know, playing the game. But someone was saying basically, to call dating a game is to insinuate that one person is losing and one person is winning. When in reality, like how a relationship or dating should work is that both people win. Like you might have to compromise on stuff, but you should both yeah. be getting what you need. You should need. be building each other up in a healthy yes. relationship. Yeah, you should be getting some, you both should be getting something good out of it. But that's the mm-hmm. thing I think about playing it as a game is because you are trying to get what you want out of it, which for some people is like companionship of like not dying alone. For other people, it's like, well, I have to get married by this age or Mm -hmm. I have to fit in with my friends and also be in a relationship. So I feel like a lot of it comes down to like that kind of external pressure or the internal pressure that you're putting on yourself of like, I have to make this work at all costs or... Mm -hmm. I'm a douchebag who like needs some like the validation that comes from like a successful dating life. And so I'm going mean, to use people to get that, you know, it, it it's all just social pressure. But in this context, in the past, you know, 100, 150 years, like the social not norms around dating, but like the expectations around dating have changed so rapidly that like. Yeah. I think that just makes it harder because, like, in the 50s, like, I mean, yeah, you might be able to date around for a little bit, but you get to a certain point and you're dating to, to marry someone because yeah. you because that's what you have to. That's what you have to do, uh, especially if you're a woman. Like, if you're a guy, you can, like, you know, go a little longer as a bachelor. But, like, if you're a wo- like, you you had to date to marry and, like, that's less of a thing now, but we still... It's it's just weird. We haven't we're we're in the middle of this reconceptualization of of how we date and what dating is. Not that not that there was ever like a not that it was ever set in stone, but you know, but I, I think, think it, there's just a there's a there's a, there's a big change happening in the past couple of decades as to how we approach that and it's just making it more complicated for everyone. Yeah. I mean, cuz like I mean, if you think back in the 60s, it was like, okay, you're dating someone and then you're going steady and then you're married. And now it's mm-hmm. like there's all these different words of like, oh, I'm texting this person, I'm talking to this person, we I'm have seeing this person. Like we have a yeah. thing. Like it's a lot more confusing. I feel like I read one time somewhere that like it was actually like teenage girls that came up with the term of like going steady because they were like, okay, like we gotta mm-hmm. figure out what's going on here. We because need like, something. <laughs> we need words for this, which I feel like is yeah. a lot of what's happening now because everything is developing so fast. Like the internet happened and everything changed within like mm-hmm. it within like 10 years. And yeah. Dating, like, became a big part of that with, like, online dating and just, like, mm-hmm. how much more you could contact people with texting. Like, before it was, like, okay, I, I will, I'll call you every night until your mom yeah. kicks us off the landline. Yeah. Like, it's just so different and it happens so fast. Mm-hmm. And within one generation, like, it's not like I could right. get advice on this kind of stuff from my parents because they didn't have it like this. That happened within a generation, and then two generations before that, they were writing each other fucking letters. Yeah. Even one generation before that, but they also had phones then. But, like, you know you know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's mm-hmm. it's changing so rapidly. I was on my way to work this morning. I was thinking as I was, like, you know, playing my music off my phone and had my directions on my little screen on my car, and I was driving in my car to get to work, and I had already messaged my boss that morning, and I was, like, imagine... If I lived in, like, the 1920s, I would have I would to die. just, I would just have to send letters to my family in Michigan. It would take so long. And, like, occasionally telephone them. If you had lots of money. Because, <laughs> like, I think about, like, the things my parents will tell me about, like, when they were in college. Like, mm-hmm. they would have to, like, go to the library and, like, look through the Rolodex and, like, mm-hmm. use the library computers. And, like, my parents met because my mom needed, like, was asking my dad's roommate for help with math. And my dad was like, I'm going to do it because she looks cute. Like, 
people don't. And then they just I, dated all through college. Like that, not, that doesn't happen. Would you like to hear how uh, my grandparents met? I already know it, but you can tell. I'm going to tell you about the other ones, but okay, mm, fine. Okay. My, my one set of grandparents met because my grandpa was like, he had been out sick. They ha- they were in college together and my grandpa had like been out sick or something and he wanted to know if there was a test the next day and so he like looked up in like the little like the yearbook or the list of whoever was in the class and he remembered my grandma because she had very chubby cheeks oh <laughs> and <laughs> and she was and he was like oh she's smart she would know no i remember he didn't know if the test was the next day so she so he was like okay i'm gonna call up this karen woman um and he did and she was like oh i've been out sick i don't know if there's a test that's what happened helpful and then he said will you marry me (laughs) she said yes um and my other grandparents met at a frat party and but but my but my grandma was seeing someone else at the time but my grandpa really liked her so he kept coming back to the frat parties at this same frat um for a year until he until he finally saw her again and then they got married and had eight kids and were married for over 50 years. They didn't I get love, divorced love. after 50 years. They died, to be clear. <laughs> okay. Anyway, they're very cute. But here's my thing. Because part of me is like, oh, yeah, before all this, it was so much easier to like date as a genuine person. But I don't mm-hmm. think that's true. Because I feel like as long mm-hmm. as dating has been a thing, people have been doing stuff like this on some yeah. level of like shielding yeah. Who they actually are, and like cavemen would just like, you know, ug their way and and whack uh-huh. each other with rocks. You know, yes. like there's there's always been something. Yeah, well, because that's the thing is like what this article was saying, what Bree was saying about like Jeez. it's that fear of being rejected. Because when you're when you're doing stuff like this, you're not necessarily being your full genuine self. Mm-hmm. And so you're not being as vulnerable. And so if things go wrong, it doesn't hurt as much because it's not like mm-hmm. you were fully putting yourself out there. Yeah. But if it's you not were like, like you being completely everything. Yeah. Yeah. If you're being completely genuine through the entire process and like saying your real feelings and just like saying whatever you wanted to without second guessing it the whole time, it would be a lot tougher if the person then rejected you because it's like, damn, like I really told them exactly how yeah. I felt. Well, and, and that's it still was bad. That's why so many people who have, like, been very deeply hurt by people in their life have so many walls up because they Mm -hmm. don't want that to happen again. And that's natural. Like, that's natural for us to not want to have to experience that again. But it can be detrimental to, you know, finding new relationships, obviously. (laughs) Whether whether those are romantic, sexual, or or not. Yeah, it's hard because... In my sitting up here on my little throne of mm-hmm. being a spec and also in a long-term relationship, I'm like, just mm-hmm. don't do it. Just say whatever you're thinking and be genuine. But like, no, because it's like not that easy. <laughs> and like thinking back to when I was dating, it is such a nerve-wracking thing, especially if you like genuinely have feelings for someone to not second guess everything like what i was talking about with like my friends that will like pour over their text messages and like rewrite Mm -hmm. things like it's very hard not to do that yeah and i and i'm even imagining like not every game has to be malicious or no i think most of them aren't most of them aren't and and they don't even have to be necessarily like i feel like some in in some instances like the whole like playing hard to get or whatever like you're being defensive by playing offense you know Mm -hmm. but in some situations like if you're friends with someone and you really like them but you don't want to ruin your friendship and so you might lie to them and you might you know avoid addressing certain things with them because you're afraid that if they found out they would it would ruin your relationship and like 
to a certain extent, that's playing a game, but it's it's not malicious and it's literally just defensive. <laughs> like, yeah. it's just this person doesn't want to ruin what they have with this person that they obviously care about. But like, I mean, that could be considered a game too. Like, I every relationship any person ever has is is in a certain way a game and it's just about whether or not that's a a healthy self-aware game or not yeah and i mean i don't think it's necessarily like usually conscious either like there are like people that are absolute narcissists that i'm sure do this stuff well maybe they're doing it unconsciously and they think they're good people but you know Mm -hmm. i think a lot of this is just like how it's like oh this is just how dating is like they, this is they just use other people I have to, to make do. them they use other people to make them feel good emotionally physically whatever they want and like sometimes that is done maliciously and sometimes it's they're just trying to make themselves feel better about themselves i don't know yeah and i also like i don't know i don't think anyone should like if someone's listening to this and they're like shit i do this all the time like, it's not like you're a mm. bad person. Like, cause, unless like, you're intentionally this, gaslighting people. <laughs> unless you're like a narcissist, then like work on yourself. But like, I, you know, like you said, it's not always malicious. And like, it's not, you know, sometimes it could like hurt people's feelings. But people, you know, hurt feelings happen all the time in dating. But mm-hmm. like, it's not like you're a bad person. It's just like you're trying to protect yourself, you know? In yeah. thinking about it, I was like, Man, like, it's, this stuff doesn't happen in friendships because, like, the pressure is not as much. But I was thinking about when I was first becoming friends with some of my friends here in Louisiana, and I Mm -hmm. did do some of this stuff on a friendship level of, like, Mm -hmm. I don't know if this, like, this person, like, wants to be my friend as much as I want to be their friend. And, like, we're trying to figure out what, like, where we should hang out. And, like, Mm -hmm. I don't know if I should suggest, like, we hang out at my house or if we should go to this restaurant and, like, I don't want to, like, like, is sending this meme, like, too far for, like, where our friendship is right now. Yeah. Like, that whole, like, very second guessing. It felt like I was dating because I was putting so much pressure on this friendship. Early stages of any relationship of any type are just fucking hard. Mm-hmm. Like, it's so much easier once you've become comfortable with the person. And, like, because early stages are so hard, they can be really exciting and fun and cool. But they can also be really fucking hard. <laughs> yeah. And that's, I think that's just heightened to a, to a certain extent when you're talking about dating. Not because uh, romance and sex are more important than platonic relationships, but because people place more importance on them and because people are like, you know, they're, they're, they're looking for a spouse. They're, you know, they're, they, they take it so much more seriously than with just like a friendship. Um, I think it's also like with friendships, it's kind of like you could have a million friends, like friendship is everywhere, but like limited resources. Yeah. Well, cause I mean, it is, it's not, I think you're, I don't know the stats, but I would assume that people have more platonic attraction overall than like, I don't know. It's easier. I mean, it is limp, you know, I, I, as- I don't actually but keep talking well, you- into a corner okay <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna like because to build a relationship both people need to be like romantically and or sexually attracted to build a romantic re- you know what i mean yeah, yeah. you have to there you have, it has it has to go both ways which is i think more rare compatibility wise than finding someone to be friends with mm. you know what mm, i mean yeah, yeah. like friendships yeah. are just more common and so yeah. when you're dating it's like, this could be my one shot. Like, there's all yeah. this pressure. Like, I could never find someone ever again who also likes me my back. My one true love. Yeah. yeah. But, like, with friendships, it's like, I could be friends with anyone. It's fine. Yeah, that's fair. Oh, I was going to say, you said that romantic attraction or whatever is required for a romantic relationship. That's not true. Not necessarily. You can not have true. a relationship that is romantic in appearance and in name and however you want to fashion it even if you don't have that romantic attraction and that's what the spectrum teaches us yes that's very true i'm talking about it in very like 
simple. you have to be you have to be simplistic because it's so fucking complicated and it can't be yeah. talked about in in all of its i mean there's there's nothing that we've ever talked about on this podcast that we've ever been truly been able to dive into the full complicated nature of it because everything is too fucking complicated and humans are complicated and human relationships are complicated and how humans feel about other humans is really fucking complicated. Mm, yes. I think that's what this whole episode boils down to. It's just, it's just very complicated and mm-hmm. it's just very interesting to me to like watch how humans try to like get through this by like mm-hmm. – doing their little games and like making themselves feel better and like bolstering themselves up and just kind of like yeah it's kind of like a weird like chess situation of like in our in the back of your mind you both know what's going on i think like Mm -hmm. when you're dating someone but you're both like putting on this front and kind of like doing these going through these motions just i don't know it's very weird yeah i think it, for me as a person who who is airways and who doesn't date, like, on one hand, I'm like, well, I'm so fucking glad I don't. But on the other hand, it's also easy to get on my high horse and be like, oh, well, you should do this or you should do that. Or, like, why don't you just communicate better? But, like, I, I mean, I do understand that when you're in it, it's a lot more complicated than that because it's fucking, it's, it's emotional. And well, yeah, it's the emotions and the stakes feel high and, like. Yeah, that yeah. which is emotional, we cannot be rational about because we're yeah. human people and that's how it works. And and so I think it's it's worth remembering that, but it's also it's I mean it's it's fucking hard. That's yeah, all. I mean I think like it's just important like as you're dating it's good to like think about and like try to do your best, you know, to be conscious about what you're doing and like if you're mm-hmm. doing things like that and you feel like it's kind of like fucking up your relationship or yourself to like Mm -hmm. you know kind of consciously be careful but also Mm -hmm. like it's not something that everyone is gonna stop like it's you know it's not gonna stop it's just i think good to you know be conscious of that kind of stuff you know and 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 the reason people do this shit is because at a very basic level people are just insecure and scared and that's another emotion that you can't think your way out of either so yeah we're all just scared little babies who want mm-hmm. love. Mm, yes. I want to see the baby. Whoa. whoa, whoa. <laughs> um, is there anything else? Hey, that's it. Okay, cool. Uh, what's our pull for this week? <sighs> Are you a baby inside? Yes or yes? Are you a little baby? If so, please see one of Sarah's recent tweets and like it because it's good. Okay. It's my tweet about the baby on board sign. I liked that one. I'm going to put a baby on board sign on my driver's side door so that other drivers know that I am baby. And if they honk at me, I'm liable to cry at any time. Mm -hmm. So true. Anyway, now that you've heard that tweet performed to you, go like it. At (laughs) Castielli. Performed to you. Vocal performance. Do do you want a different read? I can do a different read. Yeah, I, yeah. Let me actually pull up the tweet. So I'm, I'm looking at. It. I need my, I need my script in front of me. I'm not off book. <laughs> so embarrassing when you wrote the book. <laughs> um. Okay. How about this read? Actually, can you direct me? Yeah. Could I get it? Um. Like your, uh, desperate house, desperate housewife. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm getting a baby on board sticker for my driver's side door to indicate to other drivers that I am baby. And if they honk at me, I will cry, Susan. How was that? Who's it? That was very good. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. I think we got it. Oh my God. But wait, it has exactly 69 likes. (laughs) Oh my God. No. Okay. You know what? No one else. If you're going to like it. Everyone better get like someone it else so we can it. get to 420 because <laughs> we can't ruin the 69 likes for nothing, okay? Anyway, um, our poll for this week, what is it? I don't know. I don't either. Um, what the fuck is the game? Would you like to play a game? Would you like to play a game of Dakji? Of what? Um, I think it's Dakji. Um, and is. if, and if uh, you win, you get... Uh, 
100,000 won. And if you lose, um, you owe me 100,000 won or I slap you. Oh. We're making a Squid Game reference. Okay. The poll this week is... I mean, I feel like people often accidentally play games. Yeah, I think most people do, unconsciously. Like, they don't realize what they're doing. Yes. And I don't want to be like, hey, everyone, tell us about a time when you were playing games with someone's emotions and didn't realize it. (laughs) (laughs) Like, that's that's not what I want to do. It's a little sad. No one wants to realize that. (laughs) But, But, like... I don't know. Maybe there's something there. Mm, I'll make a note. We'll see what comes out. And uh, if you can't come up with anything, just ask Red or Blue. That man is such a beautiful man. I keep meaning to watch Train to Busan. I don't want to talk about the remake. Um, Kayla, what is your beef and your juice this week? My beef is that Today at the store, I got some, like, waxing strips to wax my legs. Rips. Because I've never done it before, and for some reason in my mind, I was like, it's going to be way faster than shaving. And also, like, maybe fun. (laughs) I think it's painful is what it is. Here's the thing. Mm -hmm. Really wasn't that bad, pain-wise. Okay. Okay. Wasn't bothered by it. I have a pretty high, I have quite a high pain tolerance. Oh my god. Um, it is quite a high pain tolerance. You can't be there. But it uh, took a long time and like didn't work very well. Like there was mm. still lots of hair left. Yeah. Um. So I was just like disappointed because I thought, <laughs> I thought it would be more fun. And like our friend Asritha actually um, FaceTimed me in the middle of it because <laughs> she wanted help like buying her friend a present. Um, <laughs> and so she was just having a, uh, lots of laughing at me because she was just watching me sit on my toilet Good. with my clothes on. Don't be nasty. Uh, <laughs> waxing my legs. And she was like, I don't. I was like, I thought I would have fun. Like, I, I legitimately <laughs> was like, this is going to be fun. Like, I'm not kidding. I thought it was going to be fun. You were picturing like, teenage girl sleepover face I guess. masks waxing. <laughs> I literally don't what, know what, what I was at picturing. what sleepover do you wax your legs? I don't, I have no idea what I was picturing, but I was like, I'm going to have this, uh, maybe I was picturing like this, like, I'm this like pinup housewife who's just like nothing to do but sit on my bed and wax. Like, I don't know what I was, but I legitimately did thought you I was not, like, Did you not watch those YouTube videos back in the day where they would like, male YouTubers would be like, I'm waxing my legs and they would be like, I want to die. Well, yeah, but. Did you not think of that? I know because I have men don't have high pain men tolerances. Are, men are weak. So of course they're going to cry about it. Men and I'm not going to. Men are famously weak. Yeah. So anyway, it wasn't even the pain. <laughs> like the pain was legitimately nothing. It was fine. I'm just like really mad that it wasn't as fun. <laughs> okay. What's your juice? I, I think I'm unwell. Um, <laughs> yeah, you are. Yeah. My juice. Um, Taylor Swift. Very mm. good album. All Too Well 10-minute version. I had never heard All Too Well regular version. My first introduction was the music video. We watched it at work with all the lights off. As as, as God intended. As God uh, very intended. Good. Her, uh, her new the music video that came after that is mm-hmm. also very good. Mm-hmm. Also watched just, that at work. As you should. Uh, lights were on, though. Very, oh, well, you got to redo that. That's not what God wanted. Um, it was the daytime. Okay. And yeah, I guess that's that's it. Okay, my beef is uh, I anxiety. I have so much of it for some reason, <laughs> and I f- and and I forget uh-huh. about it, and then um, it goes. <laughs> I'm back with a vengeance, and I say, ah, my juice just, is just like that. Yep, just like that. And my juice is friends who continue to invite you to things even when you say no, like seventy five percent of the time. Mm. It is nice. It's very nice because it doesn't Sometimes mean I don't you'll say like yes. you. It means I'm, I'm sleeping. anxious mm-hmm. and afraid and a baby and an introvert. I'm just a little insecure baby who wants to be loved. We established this. 
Maybe we should make, I've been thinking a lot about uh, new unhinged merch to make <laughs> recently. Mm-hmm. I had a great we'll be- merch idea the other day on the way to work. You won't yes. see it for, you won't see it for at least 10 months. Yeah. But it's a great if idea. Ever. If ever. If ever. <laughs> um, but maybe we need like a baby on board t-shirt, you know? But then what if people think that you're pregnant? Oh, shoot. Did not even baby on board parentheses i'm the baby <laughs> yeah we would need the caveat because you're absolutely right that is what people would assume huh yeah anyway our our outros of our pod have been way too long recently uh yeah. you can tell us about your beef your juice uh whether or not you're a baby on board your own car at or you know subway train bike bus head yeah um any uh what are those things called where you stand on them and they move hoverboard no the ones with the handles scooter it's like a hoverboard but but with oh segway uh, yes segway (laughs) like a mall cop (laughs) like a mall cop exactly um you can tell us about your segways um and your segways s-e-g-u-e no fucking joke. I just saw a tweet about Paul Blart Mall Cop. <laughs> I think it's meant to be and you need to get married. Uh, I think so. S- sound- at Sounds Fake Pod, we also have a Patreon, patreon.com slash Sounds Fake Pod. Our $5 patrons who we are promoting this week are Quinn Pollock, Book Marvel, Jamie Jack, and Jessica Shea. Um, I'm sorry to all of you for this week's episode. Um, our $10 patrons who we're promoting this week are Kadir, who would like to promote cats named Noki Feta Fettuccini, Potato, who would like to promote potatoes, Changing MX, who would like to promote StarshipChangeling.net, and David J, who would like to promote Emergent Strategy by Adrian Marie Brown. Our other $10 patrons are The Stubby Tuck, Rosie Costello, Hector Murillo, David Nurse, Sharonda J. Brown, uh, Arkness, Benjamin Abara, Anonymous, My Aunt Jeannie, Cass, Doug Rice, H. Valdez, The Barefoot Backpacker, The Steve, R.E.K., Maddie, and Derek and Carissa, again, apologizing to all of our patrons for the content that we have <laughs> given God. you. Um, and right our, before a break, too. I know. <laughs> our $15 patrons are Nathaniel White, Nathaniel J. White, and I had to try to do it too fast. NathanielJWhiteDesigns.com. My mom, Julie, who would like to promote free mom hug. Sarah, who is at Eternal Lolly Everywhere. Martin Giselle, who would like to promote podcast. Everyone special and no one is. Layla, who would like to promote love is love. Also playing the Arab people. Strawberry, who would like to promote the planet Earth. Nike, probably, who would like to promote the dogs. Minnie, Leia, and Loki. Andrew Hillam, who would like to promote the Invisible Spectrum podcast. Click for Caroline, who would like to promote the Ace of Hearts documentary. And Dragonfly, who would like to promote. Meh. Our $20 patrons are Sarah T, who would like to promote Long Walks Outside, and no one else anymore, so I don't know why I made it plural. Thanks for listening. Tune in not next Sunday, but the following Sunday. For more of us in your ears, enjoy your Thanksgiving or your random week off if you're not American. Ah! Cows. Okay. They're not... What if they don't take good care of them because you didn't tell them to? Okay, please do, but it's just so chaotic. It's just very fast ending. I got scared. Okay, goodbye. Bye.